Ave Maria Radio and Renewal Ministries presents Fire on the Earth, a compelling look at the new evangelization through inspiring teachings, interviews, and testimonies. Welcome, friends. This is Peter Herbeck, your host. We're beginning another week of Fire on the Earth, a program dedicated to the promotion of Catholic mission and evangelization. I hope you had a wonderful and a restful weekend, opportunity to rest on the Lord's Day. You know, friends, I think we've forgotten, so it's so easy to forget in contemporary culture, how important the Lord's Day is to have that day of rest. I mean, just for our bodies, but uh, there's great wisdom in the Lord's commanding us to honor the Lord's Day. And I think for many people, it gets reduced to simply making sure we get to Mass. Now, that's a really good thing, and that's the most important thing to celebrate on the Lord's Day. But we have to be careful. We have to fight back. We have a culture now that has a whole way of life and an economic vision and a pattern of existing and and different goals and different idols that people are pursuing such that Sunday now is just another day. It's like another Saturday. And it's another day to consume, to buy, to have, to entertain and this kind of thing or to work. And we, I think, have been duped a bit by the enemy in failing to see how important the Lord's Day is and how important it is as a defining reality of our lives as a people. You know, St. Peter says in his first letter, you're a chosen race, you're a royal priesthood, you are a holy nation, you are God's own people. Once you were no people, but now you are God's people. Right, And he goes on to say, a people called to proclaim the marvelous deeds of the Lord. That's a, one of these beautiful summaries. We're going to look at summaries of apostolic vision throughout this week because they're so packed with truth and inspiration. And if we take them in, we let the word of God renew our minds, it will strengthen us to pass through whatever trials we end up facing in life. Because there's no question about it. We all know this life is full of trials. And Jesus himself said to us, as I mentioned many times on the program, to his apostles, to his most intimate friends, he said, brothers, in this world, you will have tribulation. But I want you to be of good cheer because I've overcome the world. How do we access good cheer in the midst of trials and difficulties, the tribulations of life, the hardships? Well, we access it through the grace and help of the Holy Spirit And in particular, we are able to internalize it and understand it and begin to walk in it when we hear the promises of God and we lean into those promises. We accept them and we accept what the word of God says about us. And we ask the Holy Spirit to help us believe it and to live in it. And it begins to form and shape us. And then when we do that, we each do that. It's the one Holy Spirit that has you know, made us one body in Christ and is at work under the Lord's command to, to shape us as his disciples so that we really do come to understand that we are a chosen race. Not because of our own special deeds and accomplishments, but because of God's mercy. We're going to hear from St. Paul a little bit later that phrase he says again and again, you are chosen. It's worth saying that to yourself. I'm chosen by God. Well, for what? To be a child of God? And in Peter's line, he said that you are a a chosen race, 
that we're a new creation, we're a new people. One way to understand what Jesus has done is in doing is he's siring a new race of people in the Holy Spirit. The fallen race, the human race, those of us who are under the stain of original sin and are battling against the world of flesh and the devil, the Lord has come to make us a new creation, a new humanity, is born in the life, death, passion, resurrection, and ascension of Jesus Christ to the right hand of the Father. God's new creation, the kingdom of God. So we've been baptized into that reality. God's power is at work in us in the Holy Spirit. And what he's doing is he's forming us into, church describes it as priests, prophets, kings. Here Peter's saying to us, you are a chosen race. Okay, we're that new creation by God's mercy, not by our own deserving it, but his kindness and mercy has come to us and he's forgiven our sins and he's made it possible for us now to live a new way of life. And that new way of life is a pattern of life. It's a set of values. It's the commands of God. It's the life and the will of God moved by the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit's at work giving you and me, if we're attentive, if we're hungry, if we're thirsty, if we're taking up God's word, the Holy Spirit is giving us a new heart. That is, a transformation is being worked in us where we begin to love not what the flesh demands, not what the world demands, to be conformed to the world, but we have an interior change that begins to happen in us over time if we keep cooperating with God and hearing his word, believing his word, internalizing his word, speaking his word, believing what God says about you and who you are and what he's done in you and what he's given to you. It's critical to do that. So he's saying you're a chosen race. So understand that when you get out of bed in the morning, God has chosen me to be a part of his family, to be a part of the people of God, to be a part of his church. And God is animating us in the Holy Spirit. And I don't have to do this on my own strength. What I have now is I have God's help, the helper, the counselor, the advocate, who dwells in me now as in a temple. And he is giving me the strength and leading me and teaching me to exercise my freedom in saying yes each day in little ways all day long to God's will, saying about myself what God says about me, understanding about the world what God understands about the world and what he's communicated it to, and understand, as Peter said, that chosen race is a priestly people. It's one of the fundamental realities of who we are. Jesus is the high priest. We're sharing in Jesus' priesthood. And a priest is what? One who makes an offering. Jesus made the ultimate offering for us on the cross, that act of love that brought down the kingdom of darkness, that broke the powers of slavery over the human race, that the devil had sown in leading Adam and Eve to refuse to trust God and to obey God. And that's in every human heart. But that sin-sick heart had a destiny, and that destiny was eternal separation from God. Jesus has come to give us a new heart, a heart that loves what God loves. God's not my adversary. God's not my enemy. God's not um, an angry, angry, dysfunctional dad in heaven who's not looking out for my good. None of that. It's all lies. Jesus has come now, and he shows us what it means to be a priest, 
Now we have the formal priesthood in, you know, the sacramental priesthood in the Catholic Church, which is a dimension of the priesthood of Christ. And he stands in the person of Christ and makes an offering of the sacrifice, the communion of the people of God, and the holy sacrifice of the Mass that is the representation of that act of love by which we have been saved. The death and resurrection of Jesus is made present. No, Jesus is not crucified over and over and over again. He was crucified once. He brought down the kingdom of the enemy once. And that act of love is represented by the grace and power of the Holy Spirit at the command of the Lord. And we come and we feed on, like he said, my body is real food, my flesh is real drink. So the priestly people of God, we come, the priesthood of the laity is a participation with that act of the priest. We all offer our lives to God in thanksgiving. This is the most important thing we do is give thanks to God to make our lives an offering like Jesus showed us on the cross. So we come and we literally feed on God's word and we feed on his body and blood, soul and divinity. These are real food for us, for the mind, for the heart, for the spirit, and they give us power. And together we come as God's people confessing our sin. You know how we begin Mass? First we begin with a song, we, but then we quickly acknowledge our weakness and our sinfulness before the Lord. We confess our sins to the Lord. And if it's mortal sin, we need to go, obviously, to a priest for confession. But venial sins, we can, right there, we can bring to the Lord the beginning of the Mass. And the Lord loves to forgive his people. And we're preparing our hearts to commune with the Holy One, to respond, you know, to the exhortation like St. Paul said, you know, you got to examine yourselves before you go to communion, because if you unworthily receive it, you know, you're carrying mortal sin and things in your life that are unrepentant, you're going to get sick. Some people died, he said, from it. So we are a people who understand the holiness of God. We're a chosen people who have been set apart, made holy by the presence of the Holy Spirit, who empowers us and enables us to participate in the holy realities and the mysteries of God. And we, in the church, we say that the Eucharist is the source and summit of that mystery, the source and summit of our faith. And so we come together and we, we acknowledge that the sacrifice of Jesus and Jesus is teaching this bread of life we're giving in word and sacrament is what is the source of our strength. And we see Jesus' offering and he speaks to us. He shows us the meaning of life, of human life, what it's all about is what Jesus shows us on the cross. What does a fulfilled human being look like? What does true greatness look like? What is the truth about the human heart, about the battle of the world, the flesh, and the devil? What is truth itself? It's revealed right there on the cross. Jesus emptied himself. He took on the form of a servant. He humbled himself, becoming obedient unto death, even death on a cross. There's the definition of love. So much mystery is revealed there, but we're together then, and we receive it, we accept it, the Lord teaches us, he heals us, he strengthens us, and we give thanks. Eucharist means thanksgiving. So what does a priestly people do? We join with the priest, we offer ourselves with Christ to the Father. 
Father, take my life and forgive my sins and take my whole life, Father. I give it to you. I belong to you. Peter said, you're a chosen race. You're a royal priesthood. You're a holy nation. God's people are a holy people, a nation, right? The kingdom of God. You were once no people. Now you're God's people. And so on celebrating the Lord's Day on Sunday, we're remembering we are God's people. And this is what God's people do. And the center of our life is the cult. You know, not the negative side. That word has a positive and a negative connotation. But we become what we worship. And the highest thing for us is God and God's gift of his son and the capacity and ability now by his grace for all of us weak and broken sinners to be united to Jesus Christ's offering to the Father. Why can we make an offering acceptable to God the Father? Because we're united to Jesus, the acceptable one. And this is what we need to do. This is who we are. And friends, it's been minimized so much. That's why, you know, all this, the church is having a Eucharistic revival over these years, trying to teach people because they're shocked at how few Catholics believe in the real presence and even understand what the Eucharist is. This is the defining culture-forming reality in our lives. This makes us who we are, these realities. Jesus' saving act of love. Jesus' words spoken to us. He teaches us. He feeds us. And we give thanks to the Father because this is why we were made, to give praise and worship to God our Father. This is the heart of human life. It doesn't get any bigger, greater, more holy, more wonderful, more meaningful than this. That's why we have to fight for the Lord's Day, friends, to get things out of the way and take it as a day of rest to commune with the Lord so it can shape your whole life. Best way to evangelize your children is to live it fully as a habit of your family and doing that. So anyway, bless you. Hope you're encouraged by God's word today. Hope you can join me again tomorrow. We're going to take up... St. Paul from 1 Thessalonians, which I didn't quite get to today, but God bless you. See you tomorrow. Each program of Fire on the Earth with Peter Herbeck can be downloaded at AveMariaRadio.net and RenewalMinistries.net. Fire on the Earth is a production of Ave Maria Radio. Friends, I'd like to offer you my new booklet, St. Francis Used Words. St. Francis is really a model of mercy, and he communicated that mercy through both deeds and through words. And Pope Francis reminds us that each one of us is called to do the same. If you'd like a copy of this free booklet, call 1-800-282-4789. That's 1-800-282-4789. Or contact us on the web at renewalministries.net.